Hello from elsewhere. I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. In this episode, we get personal as we discuss our most memorable movie theater experiences. Okay, Valerie, I have some some beef with you. Beef? We need to talk about Willow. <laughs> I'm still kind of upset about this. Something you said to me uh, a few weeks ago. And right as we were trying to fall asleep, just to keep you awake for hours. Right, they say yeah. don't go to bed angry, but I didn't know how to handle this, so I went to bed angry. And uh, Okay, so Willow, the classic fantasy 80s film, beloved by millions worldwide. That's an exaggeration. Wow, already <laughs> already in with the shade. So we were talking about uh, Father's Day gifts, and I was just giving some suggestions. And I've been excited because the anniversary Blu-ray version of Willow is uh, is out this year, 30 years, I believe. And uh, and you said some words that that wounded me, <laughs> wounded me to the to the quick, as they say. Uh, you told me. Well, Willow's not exactly a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> just I like stand that. You by just that. dropped that bomb like I stand it's no, by it. no big deal. And I'm I'm not saying I don't enjoy Willow. I'm just saying it's not on par with a lot of other movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very upset with you right now. To be fair, I've only seen Willow twice. Maybe I need to give it a, a third yeah. third time's the charm. Also, to be fair, I don't know why my parents let me watch it as a child. It's kinda scary. We watched it, oh, I don't know, a year ago, half a year ago. There's like a creepy witch and the two-headed dragon is just gross. Those trolls, man, those trolls. <laughs> See, and I don't even remember half of this. Mm. It's been longer than a year since There's we've watched infant it. Infant sacrifices. Is it really? Well, attempted infant sacrifices. Okay. That's the ending. Goodness, you don't even remember it. So how can you sit there and say it's not if a it cinematic masterpiece? If it didn't stick in my mind, mm. then it's not a cinematic masterpiece. Not that I'm the end all, but I also think you could talk to, you know, many other people of the same opinion. Willow's like in the zeitgeist right now because it was on an episode of Goldberg's, which was also throwing some shade at Willow and seemed to be on more on your side. Generally, I'm on, I'm with the Goldbergs, but I was kind of upset that they <laughs> were, you know, bes- besmirching the, the great name of Willow. And uh, I didn't realize until we watched that episode of the Goldbergs that it was supposed to be like the next big Star Wars movie masterpiece yeah, it, it's a yeah it's a george lucas product directed by ron howard it fell short of the mark no it did not <laughs> it is epic it's got val kilmer in his best role as mad mardigan it's got some of the best lines i don't know. I, I mean i love his mad mardigan braid but i his that's all you're, you're reducing him to his haircut <laughs> exactly no i'm just kidding i just don't remember that i we apparently need to watch it again it's got some of the best lines in it, like... Um, I stole the baby. That's a good one, yes. That's about the only one I remember. There's also, this is war, not agriculture. That's my favorite line. Mm, good one. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the war room. You can't fight in here. No, that's Dr. Strange. I know. It just reminded me of... Which might be the best line ever, let's <laughs> be honest. No, what was I going to say? Oh, speaking of Ron Howard... See, now I'd put Dr. Strange love above Willow. Well, yeah. I don't want to admit such things, but yes, <laughs> of course. Um, that is a cinematic masterpiece. See, yeah. I'm good with that one being up on the list. I still think Willow is better than you're giving credit for. Besides, it was my Father's Day gift. What does it matter if it's a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> or not? I don't remember the the Father's Day aspect. That's why I brought it up. And I thought we were just talking about movies. No, I don't remember. I that. said you need Father's Day ideas. The anniversary edition of 
Willow on Blu-ray is out, and I really want it. And, and then I think we're comparing the it to other movies. Was, well, it's not exactly a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but also, speaking of Ron Howard, the other day he, I guess he gave an interview and said that possibly a Willow something or others in the really? works of Lucasfilm. I don't know Ooh. if, I mean, take that with a grain of salt for the rumor mill, but um, that should happen. I would love that. They bring back Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's got some health issues, so I doubt it. Mm. My guess is it's like, okay, so there's actually a book series that came after the movies. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's any good. I've never read it, but I think it's Alora when she's older, the, the baby. The baby. So they would probably go a similar route, but I don't know. Oh, no, there's a peck here with an acorn pointed at me. That's another great line. <laughs> I don't even know what that one refers to. The little people <clears throat> are called pecks, and the tall are called daikinis, which both of those words sound like inappropriate words, but there you have it. It was the 80s. Yeah. We all know that every PG movie made in the 80s is actually far more dirty. Mm, not Willow. Willow is wholesome and wonderful, uh-huh. albeit for the sure. attempted infant sacrifices and the nightmare-inducing trolls. But other than those things, <laughs> it, it's wonderful. But also, so today we're talking about our most memorable movie theater experiences. Did you know Willow was the first movie I saw in a theater? Really? Yeah. I did not Technically, know that. okay. The first one I remember is Lion King, but there's Which proof. is also my first one I remember. Oh, I forgot about that. That's awesome. Lion King. That. No, but... Which is the movie we watched on our first date. Oh. Well, maybe we should bring up that first date. In just a second. <laughs> first, I need to talk about Willow some more because... <laughs> because if you've got this because far into the episode... Box. If you got this far into the episode, chances are you love Willow or maybe you don't. I don't know. But... Um, yes, my mom wrote. They're waiting in my, for us to get to the good stuff. My mom wrote in my journal when I was an infant that we were at Willow, a showing of Willow. Um, when I was very young, I was like a year maybe. My mom did this funny thing where she wrote in my journal like it was from my perspective, like I'm a babe, like I'm a baby that can also <laughs> write. Right in the journal. But then a few pages in, she's like, "I'm tired of writing, so I'm going to let mom write now." <laughs> It's awesome. Which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I I think that the Willow stuff is in the passages of first person baby Casey's perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, like my parents took me to this movie and I slept through the whole thing. No, I think I was in the it mentions that I was in the hall and all the movie theater attendants were just hanging out with me because they thought I was cute. (laughs) So, yeah, technically Willow is my first movie and I'm quite proud of that. (laughs) <laughs> you have nothing else to say about Willow? I don't want to I don't wanna offend you further. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, I would willingly watch it again with you. So it's not that I hate the movie or anything. Mm-hmm. I just think there are it's just better not, ones out there. It's just not there. exactly a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I stand by what I said. I don't know if I can move on from that. And there's not many things that you say that upset me, but <laughs> I mean, you just had to say that right before falling asleep. And then you fall asleep quickly, so I'm just sitting there stewing about Willow, thinking of all the ways that it is a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece. So, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. true. Let's move on. We're going to talk about our most memorable movie theater experiences. Tell some personal stories since we mentioned it, and it's not in a movie theater. But do you want to talk about our first date? How to begin? That's the question. We don't need all the background. Just okay. Yeah. So our first date was at my apartment. Um, my roommates were gone, so I was, we built a pillow fort. Or no, I had built the pillow fort before you got there. More like a blanket fort. 
if yes. we're being technical. Yes, you know, chairs with a blanket over the top. Mm-hmm. If you're going community, yes, <laughs> blankets versus pillows. It was exactly. definitely a blanket yeah. fort. We watched Lion King in the pillow fort. Did you remember we were going to watch Land Before Time? Yes. On VHS, but the Which VHS... Which is also not exactly a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm so... I bet if you tried to watch that, all these deal breakers are coming out, but we've been married too long. It's too late. But if you were to watch Land Before Time again now, it's very short. Yes, it's like half an hour long. It really is, maybe forty-five minutes. Yeah, it's very short. It's less than an hour, but that end song brings me to tears every time, and I think that is the definition of a cinematic masterpiece. But yeah, we were going to watch Land Before Time, but the VHS wasn't working or something. Right. I believe we watched Lion King on VHS. As, I think it was still on VHS. Yeah, it was. Now that might sound like we're really old, but DVDs were a thing. We just were in an old, your old house uh-huh. and there was a VCR in there. Right. With the VHS and of Lion King. VHSs. So, yeah. Not that old, but. No, but that is interesting that I hadn't put together that each of us both first saw Lion King in theaters, and that's the first movie we saw together as well. Need to be. We're so cute. Speaking of crying, what are there any movies that you remember like weeping at in, in the movie theater? In the movie theater, weeping. If it's taking me this long to think of one, probably not. I mean, I've cried at plenty of movies, but I must have watched them at home. If we had seen Coco in theaters, we would have been bawling because that movie makes me cry more than any other movie the first one i really remember really being like not just like teary-eyed but like a little bit more emotional i don't know if tears were streaming but um it's gonna sound silly but return of the king that one really made me like when it was over i was just i was kind of upset not like at the movie but just sad it was ending yeah i love endings and so they always get me get me every time and uh return of the king did that for me I, I vividly remember i went with my little brother spencer and i was very sad i think he cried during it too but maybe at different parts i know a lot of people cry when frodo tells sam to go home but for me it was like every time when when aragorn tells the hobbits not to bow to him i'm just like no don't say it aragorn don't <laughs> don't say it he says you bow to no one and i'm just yeah that, that was definitely that a, a choke up moment get, starts to get me and then from that point mm-hmm. through the multiple endings i'm just gradually more and more sad there are a lot of goodbyes at the end of the of the return of the king see now that movie i remember i remember that cinematic experience for me because i think it was one of the first two towers was the first pg-13 movie i got to see in theaters because i was finally 13 (laughs) and then the return of the king i went and saw that was like what two years later uh one year later one year later they came out okay But uh, we were living in uh, Henderson, Nevada, and we went to Sam's Town Casino because there was a big movie theater in there. But I remember that the volume was so loud in the movie theater that I spent the entire movie with my ears, like plug- mm. like my fingers plugging my ears, and I could hear everything just fine. But that kind of spoiled the effect yeah because it was like an uncomfortably loud theater well let's keep the negativity rolling what other negative <laughs> we'll start with the negative movie experiences that mm, are memorable we'll and we can go there. to the positive ones i mean we talked about some positive but i'm curious what other negative or maybe just like silly or weird or funny too i've got plenty of those i feel like a okay. lot of my experiences are more revolving around like the people or the theater or right and that's what we're going yeah. for because there's plenty of movies that we love and find memorable but like context is important too now i don't know about your family but my family was always big on bringing in snacks to a movie oh yeah (laughs) 
you're those people. No. Go ahead, and I'll, I have actually some stories there that I, I just forgot about till now. You've brought it from the recesses of my memories, but go so ahead. So when a friend and I, well, like a bunch of my siblings and some friends, there was a big group of us went to see this Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. And, uh, but we had like stopped at the grocery store beforehand and got like snacks. And my friend and I picked out Flaming Hot Cheetos and then gummy bears. And we like were eating all these Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh my but then to <laughs> But then to cool off our mouths, we kept eating all these gummy bears. Oh. And then we this both is... felt like so sick after the movie because oh. it was a bad combo. <laughs> was, did, you, did any of you puke? Nobody puked. No. But we were definitely feeling pretty queasy by the end of that movie. Yeah, mine. Plus, I was just upset at that movie so much. Yeah. I really like it now, as I've seen it more and more. I can, you know, appreciate certain aspects. But I remember leaving that theater being so mad. Like, they changed the whole layout of Hogwarts, and I didn't like the way the Dementors looked, and I didn't like the way Lupin looked as a werewolf. Like, everything bugged me. Yeah, it's one that, going back to, I'm like, I love it more every time. But I remember having that same feeling like, why are they switching things up? I think it was good for the series, but when you're younger, and also when the books are so vivid it felt like a step in a weird direction right but i love it more every time and i think it's yeah i'm good with it now part. but definitely very upset right. at the end of that movie plus i was queasy from <laughs> hot cheetos and gummy bears <laughs> so we had an old theater and some people called it sticky shoe some people called it sticky foot um we called it sticky shoe because you don't want to go barefoot in that place but it was one of those theaters that was like super long and flat you know definitely not stadium um it was very old just like one big aisle through the middle and like five or six seats on each side kind of a thing and it was like a a dollar theater and you had to check the seat before you sat down because there might be some strange substance (laughs) dripping from the ceiling or there might be just a hole straight through the seat. Some of them had just a hole. I'm like, how does that happen? I don't know why there's a hole, a big hole with showing springs and, and innards. But we used to often go to that theater. And whenever we went to that theater, for some reason, maybe maybe the popcorn was overpriced. I don't know. But my mom would just smuggle in like this. We would make our own popcorn, like the hot air with the hot air popper. And my mom would put it in the old big... Uh, brown bags that you get at the grocery store now everything's the plastic bags but back oh, then right. the paper bags that were uh-huh. big and my mom would put it in there and so it was like all greasy on the bottom <laughs> and <laughs> luckily we evolved to a point where we just got concessions at the theater but um, I have vivid memories of the greasy bag and the holes in the seats it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, quite the experience yeah, and the sad thing is I don't even remember. I know we went there multiple times, but I can't think of what movies we ever even saw there. You know, by the time they get to the Dollar Theater, they're older. Yeah. So, yeah, so it wasn't necessarily something that we were, like, dying to see, but we still wanted to see type yes. of movie. Speaking of Dollar Theaters, one of my most memorable movie experiences was in college. My roommates and I, we were supposed to go to this guy's, like, a ugly sweater Christmas party. Yeah. And we were going to you know, bring things, and so one of us picked out... Uh, puffy Cheetos because you know favorite I'm a big Cheeto fan and then I made like sugar cookies to take and so we were gonna go to this guy's party and we even I remember us like going to the apartment even and then we like totally decided not to at last minute I can't remember why we were just uncomfortable I think we only like one of us kind of knew him and the others didn't and so we were just like meh yeah let's go to the movies instead so we just drove over to the dollar theater to see what was playing and it was playing all about Steve oh man so we took our Cheetos and our sugar cookies into the dollar theater 
Talk about not exactly a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> it's one of those that you either love or hate. Yeah. And we laughed so hard. We were like tears streaming laughter during this movie. But we were the only ones in the theater laughing. Nobody else seemed to find it as funny as we did. Like I can just picture certain scenes right now in my mind and it's making me laugh. That's always... Like when the kids fall into the giant <laughs> hole. <laughs> You have problems. That's always the worst when you're at a movie and you're like the only one reacting appropriately. Right. And it and then it, it makes it like <laughs> extra <Okay>. awkward. <laughs> because like you want to emote in some way, like laugh or get right. excited, but no one else is. And you're like, is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with them? That's hard. You start feeling judged for your reactions to the movie. But I mean, when you're with a group of friends that's reacting the same way. Yeah. That was well, and that's why we're doing this episode is because the movies are more than the movies, like, there's so much about the experience of seeing them for the first time or the second time. And movie theaters have a certain magic about them, and especially if you have a good audience, uh, that you're all kind of in sync, and the audience makes a huge difference. And and the experience of the theater and the concessions, and um, it can make or break how you feel about the movie really it's really true and who you go with and yeah i have another <laughs> food story so we went to um this was with um cammy but hold on you one know, second speaking what? of not a cinematic masterpiece you get willow i'll get all about <laughs> steve <laughs> and we'll call it even <laughs> i think walmart have might have a double feature of that yeah those two <laughs> movies together <laughs> um yeah so i was with cammy and i think we were at it was either 500 Days of Summer or Be Kind Rewind. It was one of those movies that had a slightly limited release. So we were up north in the city because that was the only place around showing it. And I know I saw both those movies at that theater, but I can't remember which experience this was. I'm pretty sure it was. Actually, no, I don't know. But anyways, we were you know sitting next to each other and she had her drink on her outside, not uh -huh. in between us. And there was someone next to her. And <laughs> And he just like accidentally, like it wasn't on purpose, would like periodically just take a sip out of her drink, not like forgetting that it was, that was hers. his and yeah. it was hers. <laughs> I don't know if you've had any stolen concessions, but uh, it was pretty funny. I think it was lemonade, her poor lemonade. It's like, didn't the guy notice? Like they probably didn't have the same drink. It's like creed eating a potato instead of an apple did he just not notice or did he notice and was really uncomfortable the first time but then he forgot again and took another sip <laughs> and at that point he's like well this is mine now. yeah and then he's like she's not gonna drink it i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go for it yeah i don't know i haven't had anyone steal my concessions what about annoying people in the theater i can't think of annoying people in the theater but i was gonna say that i went on this first and last date with a kid and he was he was fine. It just, you know, we didn't hit it off. Yeah. But the movie that we saw was um, Casino Royale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and he was uncomfortable during that scene. I don't know if he was because I didn't, I don't like torture scenes, so I didn't watch it. Oh. Like, I didn't even, I don't even, I still don't even know what happened in that torture scene because oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, your closed? Oh, yeah. Or you stood up and got out? No, I think I just, my eyes were closed. Okay. But then at the end, we were both kind of like, didn't love it. Or maybe it was just that scene that like shaded everything. Or, I don't know, but. Interesting. I feel like movies are hard on a on a date. Oh yeah, I don't recommend it for a first no, date. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, if you already know that you both love a franchise yeah. and you go to see the next one, then you've got a pretty good shot yeah. of enjoying yourselves. And if you're gonna do it, have something planned afterward to like lighten talk the mood. Talk about it. <laughs> no, to talk about it, like 
go for ice cream to talk about the movie. Or that's true. Because if you should get like dropped off, then it's yeah. I mean, really, that's the whole point of this podcast. Back to our first date, we watch the movie and then we talk for like hours afterward. It's true about the movie, about its symbolism, but then some slight tangents that had nothing to do with the movie. It's mm-hmm. basically this podcast. And, <laughs> it's true. Um, that's kind of how it all started. I was I was gonna say in terms of people that are annoying in the theater. I had a horrible experience at The Force Awakens that I need to get off my chest. I don't know if I... I told you this. Probably. I believe so, but um, I wasn't there. So I was with my friend TJ. I was really excited, and it should be said that I am not a good person to go see a Star Wars movie for the first time with. I'm like a nervous wreck. You can attest to this. Usually you go alone, and then you and I go a second no, time. No, you and I went to Last Jedi and Rogue One together. We've gone to more Star Wars first showings together than not probably true but like we didn't go to solo together or force awakens or force awakens but i am i get really nervous not that i think the movie's gonna be bad i'm just so excited that i'm like feel sick to my stomach i'm shaky i'm worried about people spoiling it so i'm like plugging my ears i'm that strange person like plugging my ears as i'm walking in because there could be people walking out talking about (laughs) you know han solo just died spoiler alert han solo dies in the force awakens uh yeah so i'm not particularly fun to go to a star wars movie with for the first time you're getting that way with the marvel ones too really you've already seen captain america or uh captain marvel without me and yeah but i don't get nervous the same way Mm. like i don't want to be spoiled but like i don't know star wars is weird for me and i try not to annoy people around me but i just don't feel comfortable anyways so i went to the force awakens with my friend tj and next to tj were these like this group of two or three people that were like talking through you know and this is opening day like Mm. usually the solid fans the one who they goes probably haven't day. seen it before and they're sitting there talking and i'm not were they even talking about the movie or just talking yeah about they were talking about the movie but like super annoying like there as shepherd book says in firefly there's a special level in hell reserved for people who talk in the theater <laughs> but so i'm not a confrontational person at all like i avoid conflict all the time but it got to a point where it was like 10 minutes in and I just and TJ couldn't do it because he was like right next to them and that would have been like awkward (laughs) so I'm like I have to be the person that does it because I'm a seat away (laughs) right but I know I'm not the only person annoyed like it's a full theater in the opening showing like opening day showing so I was just like be quiet everyone can hear you and uh, (laughs) luckily they quieted down but I had like images of being beat up after (laughs) yeah accosted outside the theater and Nothing like that happened, but it kind of sullied the movie for me a little bit. Like, I still enjoy that movie, and it wasn't like I was disliking the movie, but just the experience as a whole was kind of sullied. And not that, I mean, there's one thing that, like, there's a fine line between being, like, invested in the movie in the theater, like, getting excited versus, like, just chatting to the person next to you. Right. No, I agree. You know, some people will, I mean, you laugh at movies, you scream when you jump, you cheer, and especially like an opening showing. And none of that bugs me. It's just the the chattiness. Yes. Especially like, I love when kids are in those like first showings because they get extra excited. I don't don't know if you remember The Last Jedi. There's the scene where where Holdo's ship goes to light speed and there's like the audio black hole. So there's no sound at all. And there was a kid a row or two behind us that was just like, whoa <laughs> and i'm just like yeah we are like that's all what all of us were thinking was uh-huh. that kid's little whoa <laughs> cute <laughs> do you remember that it sounds vaguely familiar yeah. well but is that when you and i saw it or was that one I, we only saw that once in theaters oh, okay that's like the star wars that i've seen the least in mm. theaters interesting 
which is odd. I wish I had seen it more, but because I saw Force Awakens like five or six times. I don't remember. And Rogue One we saw twice. Solo we saw twice. Like generally I see a Star Wars movie at least twice. You see them twice. I see them once. Did we see, did you not see Rogue One twice? I think I only saw Rogue One once. Oh no, that's twice. I've only seen two movies twice in theaters. Rogue One and Pride and Prejudice. That's it. Those are the only two. You've not, you haven't seen any more than two? Nope. So those are both like your record for the most? Yes. Those are them. I saw Napoleon Dynamite, like an embarrassing nine times or something <laughs> it was like at a cheap theater and right like, by the time it gets to the dollar theater you're and like, it was like the summer and again. me and my friends just loved that movie so we saw it way too many times and then of course school came and everyone was quoting it, and i never wanted to see it again for i still haven't seen it for like 10 years but it's been like you could probably still st- quote it so who needs to see it but that's the movie i've seen the most which i'm not super proud of i'd like to i mean nothing against that movie but it's not exactly a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece <laughs> You've offended people. I probably have, but I've got the Willow people on my side, so. All five of you. Yeah, speaking of Star Wars, my favorite that I saw in theaters was Rogue One. So good. It's still my favorite Star Wars of all time. Yeah, we saw it on that huge screen, the the biggest screen in Arizona. Yeah, it's like 80 feet tall, wide. I don't remember. Speaking of my weirdness at a Star Wars opening day, do you remember how I ran out of the theater? I yes. ran out of the theater. <laughs> he like literally jumped up and ran down the aisle. Because it's a showing for Rogue One and they start showing like behind the scenes stuff. You know, they show the behind the scenes commercial ad things uh-huh. before the movie. But I don't know why they're showing a Rogue One one before Rogue One. Yes. And so they so were showing ran. some be- behind the scenes Rogue One stuff. Because I've been avoiding. All spoilers, trailers. I, I generally only watch one or two trailers and then I'm, I go, man, I'm really annoying this episode. People are like, God. <laughs> Who is this guy? He's got a lot of weird movie just, quirks. I do have weird, mostly Star Wars related quirks. And I feel like I need to apologize for that. But I just didn't want just to be spoiled. It, man. Yeah. It, it all surrounds me having a fear of Star Wars spoilers. And so I booked it out of that theater. And it's a big theater. So it took me a while to get out. <laughs> like so running. I'm plugging my ears, <laughs> plugging running ears. down the stadium stairs. <laughs> Luckily did not trip. <laughs> and then just waited out in the wings for five minutes. Make sure it was over. Yeah. And then you came back in. Did you feel embarrassed walking back in after having booked it out, plugging no, your ears? it was such a big theater and no one knew what was happening. Oh, I'm sure the people that you had to walk past twice thought you were very odd. That's true. But no, Rogue One is, I just remember how to describe it. It was intense. Yeah, that last half an hour is yes. some of the best Star Wars. And where they're just like dying off one by one. And then Darth Vader comes. And that scene alone has like made the movie for me. If I hadn't already liked it to that point, I'd have been like, I like it now. It's great. Do you remember what you told me right after we walked out? Yeah, when we walked out, I what did I say? I said, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm officially a Star Wars fan now. Yeah, you, you, you made it official. Yes. Like until then, you know, I'd watched the movies. I'd seen them. I liked them. It was fine. Right. But after that one, I was like, I'm officially a Star Wars fan. Big fan. Which I love. There's a lot of people that have become new fans or bigger fans with the Disney era of movies, mm-hmm. and I think that's awesome. And right, because I didn't grow up watching them. Yeah, I didn't see them till we were dating. Yeah, but Rogue see, I'm One, not too weird. I didn't think that was like a deal breaker. I'm just like, no, sweet, let's watch them. But you were like, let's watch those. Yeah, but if let's you didn't take care like of them, that. it would have been okay. I would. Would it? Okay. <laughs> would it have been? Um, we would never we'll have never this know. podcast. <laughs> In an alternate universe, who knows what happened? Hmm. Yeah. Um, Suppose we'd have other things that we, you know, we'd still have Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. True. 
but we wouldn't have Star Wars. One more Star Wars story because I have, they're the most memorable for me. And I think a lot of it is because of that excitement and nervousness. And, but in 2005, Revenge of the Sith came out. And uh, I feel like that was a time in my life where I was really getting back into owning my nerdiness. Like before that, I was kind of, um, kind of hiding it, I guess, a little bit. And, and by 2005, I was like, no, I love Star Wars. I'm a nerd. I'm just going to own it. And uh, so I was, just really getting into everything and super excited. Um, I wasn't a spoiler conscious. Like I read the novelization, which came out like a week before the movie, mm. um, which never happens now. It always comes out like After, the day, of, the day but, of, but I had this shirt. It said, thank you, George on it. Like as in George Lucas in the font of the, of the star Wars crawl. And I wore it to school that day and during lunch, just for fun on opening day. So this was opening day, but it was a school day and we were going to go, to see the movie right after school and I was super excited and I brought my Darth Vader helmet uh-huh. and I wore it into the high school lunchroom <laughs> right. which was a mistake <laughs> and, because someone just like shoved me over like <laughs> like who is this nerd and shoved me over my helmet fell off I was a little bit embarrassed but I don't know if even anyone saw my face because I just hurried and put my helmet back on and then like <laughs> and then like left <laughs> then you left um I don't even know who it was that pushed me like it's probably one of your friends pro- maybe and they've never owned up to it <laughs> they're not my friends if they pushed me that day <laughs> um no but the cool part of that story is so so like i said after after school we went to to the movie and back then there weren't assigned seats in the movie theater you had to wait in the line wait in the line get there as man. early as you could and and i wore my helmet in the line just for, for fun and because there's something special about opening day and people would bring lightsabers and um dress up in costumes and they don't allow it as much in movie theaters like they allow some of that stuff but right but back then they allowed even more um and these two kids oh, their mom came up and they're like can my kids take a picture with you like cause i was wearing <laughs> my my i had a black cape and my darth vader helmet and i was like yeah like that was really cool and so it made up for the the, kid the, who the instance you. of bullying that i had at high school earlier that day it made up for it and um, made that that whole movie experience really special for me you're still in some kid's photo no, that's true. i <laughs> this, didn't even think about this that strange gangly teenager darth vader <laughs> with a thank you george t-shirt and a yes darth vader helmet yeah <laughs> wonderful <laughs> they look at it and think i wonder who that guy actually is they probably listen to this podcast valerie mm, now they'll find you casey yeah and say thanks <laughs> for that photo for years <laughs> Let's talk about midnight showings because yeah. I feel like that's a very specific <clears throat> movie experience. Yeah. Um, my first midnight showing was the second Batman. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Mm. I also saw that one at midnight. Yeah. Which that was my first midnight showing. I went with a bunch of friends from high school and my sister Kelly and we like waited in the lines forever. Then I was so creeped out the whole time that I did not enjoy it. It was no. one of those that I probably should have just left the theater because I was like so uncomfortable. Yeah, It's one of those that I don't watch because it just creeps me out so much. Like I felt sick to my stomach the whole time. Yeah, and But I was like, but all my friends are here. My sister's still here. No one else is leaving. And so then I was like, where's my, you know, I'm going to what, sit out in the hall. Right. And there were parts of it that I really liked, but it's just such a dark movie. Yeah. It goes way darker than I... You know, then I tend it to enjoy. It feels extra dark at midnight, probably. Probably. <laughs> you know, everything seems a little more serious at night. It's yeah. definitely true. So that was my first midnight experience. I don't, Do you remember your first midnight experience? I don't remember what first mo- midnight movie. I, I know I went to Dark Knight, but I, I'm sure I went to movies before that that were midnight. But I can't remember what was my, my first one. We also saw Dark Knight Rises at midnight. You were fairly pregnant with our first 
Yeah, I was wearing a green. I was wearing your green Riddler shirt. Yeah, with a big, you know, just green shirt with a big question mark on it. But of course, my belly was like really big. Why I fit into your shirt? Yeah, and I, I had a Harvey Dent, like a it looked like yes. a political campaign T-shirt kind of a thing. Yes, but I think so yeah, I was like five or six months pregnant. That was the last. That was the movie. last midnight movie we went to. And after, because that next day we we're like, we're too old for this. We can't. <laughs> I just feel gross after a midnight movie. I can't. Well, do and it I was pregnant, so of course I was extra tired the next yeah. day. But then after that, we were parents, and then midnight movies were yeah. just extra difficult. Yeah. But before that, we went to. So let's talk about how. We can talk about Harry Potter. The Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm still kind of mad at you, Casey. <laughs> you want to talk about beef? I've got beef with <laughs> you on this one. This. <laughs> for nigh on nine years yeah eight and a half years here that we've been married but the day we got married was the same day well i guess you'd say the night before because we got married on a friday so the movie would have come out that thursday night at midnight right so it was um harry potter and the deathly hallows part one and so that came out the night before our wedding and i was like casey let's go to the (laughs) midnight showing and you bum eyed my suggestion. You're like, we can't do that the night before our wedding. We'd no be too tired. No one means. Casey will, uh, your, your roommate one Casey. One listener knows yeah. what that phrase means. <laughs> you you I, shot I down know. my idea. We'll just spread bum eyed around gone. for Casey. You could have gone. I could have gone alone. We've talked about this too because you just went and saw, you saw Endgame a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like opening weekend. And I don't know, kids or whatever, like, it was just easier for you to go. We didn't have a babysitter. Because it's three hours long. And because it's three <laughs> hours long and the baby still nurses. Anyways, it didn't really work out for us to both go. So you keep telling me that I should go see the movie now. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go alone. You've never been to a movie alone. I haven't. And especially with big ones like Star Wars or Marvel, like part of the fun for me is geeking out with someone right. else who is yeah. also a big fan. Yeah. And like I loved seeing you know Captain Marvel with you and like so excited about things right and it's just just more fun to be able to like have somebody to like turn to and be like it definitely is because i couldn't turn to the old guy next to me (laughs) Um, i suppose you could make good friends if you were a little more or the high school couple on my other side like i couldn't really geek out with them but right there's a a gaggle of teenage girls a couple rows in front of me that were just like weeping like you you know you can hear them crying And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. Like teenage Marvel fan girls, that was awesome. Yeah, so no spoilers for me. I still haven't seen Endgame. It, you're right, though. It, there is something special about being with someone. But Back yeah, to Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Back to Harry Potter. So we didn't get to see that midnight showing. I really wanted to. But we did go while we were on our honeymoon. We went to Harry Potter. It was a super rainy day. Yeah. Um, I remember we just bought my me some purple vans. And I remember them getting all wet <laughs> because it was so so rainy and and then it turned into a blizzard by the time we got out of the movie yep and then the next year was deathly hallows part two part two and we went to that midnight showing we had to wait in line that was like the last movie i remember waiting in line for yeah because dark night or dark night rises was yeah we had seats for we that. had seats mm-hmm. yeah i had shaved my facial hair to look a little more serious black like mm-hmm. you had a bit of a curled mustache you'd kind of worn a you looked a little bit ravenclaw yeah in your cardigan tie yeah but yeah that was a good time Ooh, and we bought somebody was selling shirts because the lines were so long that's that, right. and it was like summertime and so the lines were like outside the theater so we we're like yeah. sitting on the grass outside the theater waiting yeah and that was fantastic like i feel like 80 percent of the people were in costume for that one 
Yeah. It, it the, was a really fun. There's a wonderful convenience to having assigned seats, but you really miss out on the community nerd aspect of, right? of an opening day Yeah, I don't feel like people showing. really dress up very much anymore now that you're not waiting in lines. I feel like there's a connection there. Yeah, some people do, but it's not... Yeah, not nearly as common. I don't see it as much. I know uh-uh. I've heard of people doing it, but I don't see it that much. I mean, at the most, it'll be like a nerdy t-shirt. We also don't go to midnight movies anymore, so that's maybe true. that's where it all happens. Maybe we're still missing. But yeah, I think you you are missing something by having no more lines. So You're also not missing. Yeah, I don't know. Hours of, thing, right. hours of standing there yeah. just to get a good not, seat. Not that I want to <laughs> give up the assigned seating situation, but something to consider. I just remembered... A negative movie experience, Star Wars related. Oh, okay. No, actually, I really enjoyed the movie. Mostly what I heard, remembered. So. Oh, at Solo. At Solo. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's last year, but we've already forgotten yeah, about it. Yeah, it was like, which is funny because it came out this time last year and our baby turns one. She was born on the day Solo was released. Yes. I had. I guess by the time this podcast comes out, she will be one. I had bought the ticket. For opening day because it was she wasn't due for a week. Yeah, she was. I still had another week to go. We didn't think that she'd be coming, and our uh, other babies were late. So yeah, so I had a ticket. I was ready to go, and, and then I went into that labor that two a.m. I'm just grateful it didn't happen while I was in the movie because that's true. I mean, your parents would have been here to help, but the movie theater I go to is <laughs> far away because we live in the middle of nowhere. It's like forty minutes away. You would have, and I had. I was only there for like two hours in the hospital before I had the baby. So. Yeah. It would have been a bad situation. But you would have missed the birth. <laughs> luckily, I, I would have missed you the would birth. Have. You probably would have said, just finish the movie because the baby is going to be here anyways. <laughs> right. And then I would have felt guilty for ever. <laughs> rest but. of her. But yeah, she came in the middle of the night, you know, early 2, two 3 a.m. So yeah, so you went and saw Solo alone. And then uh, like a few days later. I saw Solo, Solo. That's right. You missed a, you missed a joke <laughs> opportunity did. there. And then we went together to see it. And she was only like two weeks old at this point. And I thought, well, she sleeps all the time anyway. Normally we don't take babies to movies because they tend to be loud. I'm not usually that those people, but not a lot of people were seeing Solo. Yeah, it was like two so. weeks later. And it was a really like middle of the day. Yeah. Anyways, so we went and saw the, and luckily it was a, it was a nice theater, um, and it had like the big like reclining chairs and everything, and she slept for a long time. Yeah, most of it. Um, but then when she did wake up, she had had like this massive like blowout of a diaper, like right during, like I missed most of the most of the Kessel Run in twelve parsec because that was like I was cleaning her blowout, mm. but it was like so messy, and I didn't want to leave the movie, and I didn't want like haul my baby and all my diaper bag and everything like so i just like in this dark movie theater used the, the reclining seat as the changing as the changing table because the the <laughs> because the footrest was so big like it was really nice leather and this movie theater was like brand new so i wasn't worried about it being like super gross or dirty but or not anything. brand new now <laughs> after you we, get through with we it we broke it in man <laughs> So I like changed this super poopy blowout. I had to like swap her whole outfit. Like I missed a good portion of the, a good 10 minutes there of the movie that I had to watch later. Um, I was like seeing it for the first time later. Luckily, like nobody was around us either. So I wasn't really embarrassed about the fact that I was. You weren't bugging anybody. No, I wasn't bugging anybody um, because nobody was sitting anywhere near us. And so anyways, so that was a funny experience. (laughs) That's why you don't take babies to movies. They spoil it. Our last movie experience 
that we want to talk about. Jurassic Park. Now, neither of us saw it in theaters the original time. Yeah, because I was like six. Right? So I was too young to see it then. Yeah, me too. When you were six, I was only like three. It yeah. came out in 93? Yeah. Now everybody knows how old I am. Do <laughs> <I'm>... the math. <laughs> Add that out if you want. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so when we were living in Arizona, there was a theater that would often replay classics. Yeah. And uh, so they did Jurassic Park on the big screen, and that was so fun. Again, with TJ and his yes. wife, Meredith. Hi, TJ and Meredith. Hi. Um, Our besties. Yeah. yeah, we got to see Jurassic Park. I'd seen Back to the Future with him um, a year or two before, mm-hmm. and that was like... An amazing experience. But you was, and TJ have shared a lot of good movie experiences we together. Have. I've had many good dates with TJ. <laughs> but yes. Meredith we, and I would often just send the two of you. But uh, we did get to see Jurassic Park and man, that was that was an experience. I mean, we didn't have the best seats, but it didn't matter because it was Jurassic Park on the big screen and we got to see Jeff Goldblum's glistening chest, you know, 50 feet, 50 high. feet high and it was <laughs> the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I don't think it will ever be matched. And you know how there are parts that make you jump? Like, I mean, they don't because you've seen it for decades at this point, you know, seen Jurassic Park so many times. You know where all the jumpy parts are, but because it was on the big screen, like it was super intense all over again, even though I knew everything that was coming. And not just intense, but just, I mean, that is a cinematic masterpiece. You've got John Williams, amazing score, one of his best. Um, Spielberg is just a master of, of all the suspense and it's just... It's a beautiful, beautiful movie, and it was awesome to get to see that on the big screen because, like you said, we didn't get to when we were very, very little. So Bitty babies. Yeah. Bitty, bitty, baby. Potter. Well, write in and tell us about your favorite cinematic masterpiece movie experiences or terrible experiences. Yeah, terrible, funny, weird, uncomfortable, yep. amazing we want to hear yeah. all of the above. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, or you can head to our website, hellofromelsewhere.media. And happy beeps. Happy beeps. <laughs> <laughs>